Chapter 12, The Black Box, Revealing Your Indestructible Essence. The pre-tzaddik says, Degam poishe Yisrael, yesh bohem nekuda kedusha b'mamake halev. Even intentional sinners have an indestructible spark of holiness inside their heart. Hashem decided that it was time to redeem us from Egypt, and at the same time, He taught us a timeless lesson. The Torah says in Shemais, Umayshe ha-yiroya es-tsayn Yisrei, ve-yar, ve-hine ha-sne bayer bo-esh ve-hasne e-nenu ukol. One day, Moshe Rabbeinu was tending his sheep, when suddenly he saw a bush completely engulfed in flames, and yet it was not being consumed by the fire. Moshe intently watched this burning bush in amazement when suddenly a heavenly voice spoke to him. Hashem told Moshe that the time for Geula, redemption, has arrived, and that Moshe Rabbeinu himself would be Hashem's shliach, the messenger, to redeem the Jewish people. We must understand, why did Hashem specifically choose a bush not being consumed by fire in order to get Moshe Rabbeinu's attention? Hashem could have done many other things if he wanted to get Moshe's attention. I mean, he could have, let's say, um, any ideas? How about a mountain floating in the air? That would have done it. A tree flipping slowly upside down or some other spectacular phenomenon. So let's think about this for a moment. There must be a deeper message lying beneath the surface. The Nesiv Shalom explains so beautifully that Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Sneh Bayer Ba'esh, the bush that was consumed by the fire, and this was a representation of the Koiches HaTuma, Holchen Umechalim, as Klau Yisrael. The bush was a symbol of Klal Yisrael and the fire represented the heated passion of spiritual contamination that was engulfing the Jewish people at the time. Moshe Rabbeinu wondered in amazement, if Klal Yisrael is completely immersed in the flames of spiritual contamination, how is it possible that their inner connection to Hashem is not completely destroyed? And therefore, in order to prepare and train Moshe Rabbeinu for the task of taking the Yidin out of exile, Hashem had to first make something crystal clear. Just as this bush was fully engulfed in flames, and yet Moshe Rabbeinu saw with his own eyes that its essence could not be destroyed from the flames, so too the inner message was, Klal Yisrael can never be spiritually extinguished, even while being engrossed in spiritual contamination. However, then the Torah continues, Vayan Moshe Vayoymer, Moshe Rabbeinu respond to Hashem and he said, Vehein lo yaminu li, velo yishmu'u bekoili, ki yoymru, lo nira ilecha Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu internalized Hashem's message regarding the eternal core of Klal Yisrael that he realized is happening is the deep message from watching the bush on fire. But then he faced a problem. Since he was the only one who saw the burning bush, how would he ever be able to transmit this new concept to the general assembly of Klal Yisrael who had already given up on themselves and they did not see this open miracle? Let's bring an example to prove the point. A wild imagination. Imagine for a moment how this would play out in our day and age. A great sage gathers all the Yidin together for a big assembly. He then goes up to the stage, he takes the mic and he begins. <clears throat> Testing, <clears throat> testing, one, two, three. <clears throat> Dear friends, an amazing thing happened to me today, 
and I must share it with you. While I was out driving all alone on the highway, my car overheated, so I pulled over. Suddenly, I noticed that there was a bush, and it was on fire. Eyes start to roll, and, and incredibly, the fire did not consume the leaves. Skeptical looks from the audience. And then, well, a voice came out from behind the bush. Yeah, yeah, the one that was on fire. People begin to look uncomfortable. And it was God. God was talking to me. Oh, boy. Maybe he's the one who overheated. And then God told me, you know, behind the bush, the bush, the one that was on fire, the one that it was on fire, but it really, I guess it wasn't real fire, or maybe it was, but the fire was not consuming the leaves. It really wasn't burning. And then God was talking to me, and God said that I am now going to be your supreme leader. Oy what's he drinking? And I will take you to Yerushalayim. I'm going to be the one to take you right now. I am Mashiach. I am taking you to Yerushalayim. Yeah, right. As if Hashem still wants us. You see, Moshe Rabbeinu saw the miracle. He saw that the fire can consume a bush and yet not destroy the leaves. He realized that that's the same situation that Klal Yisrael is in. Even though we were spiritually engulfed in Tumah, in contamination, yet our core essence is still perfectly intact and Hashem wants to redeem us. However, if he would go out there to Klal Yisrael and tell them that Hashem is still interested in them, there is no way that they would possibly even think that that's possible. For this purpose, Hashem showed Moshe a heavenly sign that would effectively prove to all Yidin that in spite of their shattered self-worth ingrained in them by their many sinful actions, they could still once again become attached to Hashem. So the first sign that Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu of the bush on fire was to convince Moshe. But then, after Moshe Rabbeinu said, but they're not going to believe me, they're not going to believe that Hashem came to me and gave me this message for them. Therefore, Hashem continued with another message. Vayoymer elav Hashem. Maze biyodecha. Vayoymer mate. Vayoymer hashlichehu arza. Vayishlichehu arza. Vayilinachash. Vayonos Moshe miponov. Hashem began by asking Moshe, what is in your hand? Moshe replied, mate, a stick. Hashem then instructed Moshe, throw it down to the ground. And behold, it turned into a snake. The Torah then says that Moshe became frightened and ran away from the snake. Now, if you're paying attention, there are really several obvious questions. Number one, didn't the creator of the universe know what was in Moshe's hand? What was the purpose of the question, hey, Moshe, what's in your hand? And then the obvious answer that Moshe Rabbeinu gave back, um, it's a stick? Two, on the surface, this whole exchange seems a bit silly. Hashem says, hey, Moshe, what's in your hand? Moshe Rabbeinu answers, it's a stick. Hashem replies, a stick? Oh, great, we can use the old stick turns into a snake trick. An oldie, but a goodie. I mean, obviously, this requires a deeper understanding. Three, how could it be possible that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid of the snake while talking directly to the master of the universe? Let's bring an example to prove the point. True tranquility. One Matzah Shabbos, soldiers burst into the altar of Navardik's home and began threatening the people there. The altar was in the middle of reciting Havdalah, and despite the tumult, not even one drop of wine spilled from his brimming cup. So calm and unruffled was he. This is from Aleinu Shabach in Shemais, page 236. We all say the words... I will trust in Hashem and not be afraid. But the altar of Navardak really meant it and felt it in every fiber of his being. 
How much more so Moshe Rabbeinu on his level could not possibly have been afraid of a snake while speaking directly to Hashem? These three questions make us realize that there must be something much deeper going on over here. Let's review the questions. The first question is, why was Hashem asking Moshe Rabbeinu what's in his hand? It was obvious. He knew what he's holding in his hand. He knew it was a stick. Number two, it seems very, like, silly. What's in your hand? Oh, a stick. Oh, a stick. Oh, in that case, I got a great trick. I mean, obviously, Hashem wasn't just lucky that he's holding a stick to do a trick with the stick. Obviously, Hashem wanted him to have a stick, and obviously, this was all meant to be. And number three, how could it say that after Moshe Rabbeinu's stick turned into a snake, that Moshe Rabbeinu was scared, was afraid of the snake, he was directly talking mamish straight to Hashem, it doesn't make sense that he would be scared. Listen up and you will be absolutely amazed or your money back. A stick has two distinct diametrically opposed purposes. Each purpose is represented by its own Hebrew name. The Nesiv Shalom says, A stick in English, you know, if you have a stick, a piece of wood in your hand, we just call it a stick for everything. But in Hebrew, there is different definitions for what you're using the stick for. A stick is called a makal when it is used to hit someone. This usage comes from the Oilam Achorbon, the world of destruction because it hurts people. However, a stick can also be described as a mata, which is when you use the stick to help you walk, a walking stick used to support someone. This usage comes from the Eilam Habinyan, the world of construction, since it helps people. So when you use a stick to hurt, from the world of destruction, it's called a makal. When you use a stick to help people, from the world of construction, it's called a mata. And now we can go back and re-examine the dialogue between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu and reveal amazing messages for you and me. The Nesiv Shalom says, Certainly Hashem knew that Moshe was holding a stick, but Hashem wanted to bring out a point. Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to think about what kind of a stick he was holding. Was it the constructive kind used to support someone or was it the destructive kind used to hurt someone? Vayoyimer and Moshe Rabbeinu answers, Mate. It is a walking stick, a supportive stick. A mate me'olam habinyon. It is my walking stick which is used for support. Hashem says, Okay. Throw that wonderful good stick that is used to help people into the ground and boom, it turned into a snake. The snake represents something that's total existence comes from the Olam HaChorbon, since it is destructive with no inherent beneficial use. You can't plow your field with a snake, and it, well, sure makes for a pretty lousy pet. The Nesiv Shalom explains that Hashem had a message here. Hashem was showing Moshe Rabbeinu that even something that is so pure and beautiful and innocent, a mate, that is helpful, that is coming from the Olam HaBinyon, the constructive world, when it gets thrown into the ground, it will turn into a dangerous snake, seething with evil from the Olam HaChurban, the world of destruction. The underlying message was to show that the transformation of Klal Yisrael from lofty levels of holiness to the lowest levels of spiritual contamination was only as a direct result of being thrown down into Ervasa Aretz, the most spiritually depraved atmosphere in the entire world, which was Mitzrayim. And now maybe we can understand why Moshe became so frightened. 
It was extremely frightening for Moshe Rabbeinu to witness how something so beautiful from the constructive world of Binyan could transform right before his eyes to such an extreme that it now actually represented Khurban, the destructive root of all evil. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Falling from Grace in today's day and age, it is unfortunately quite common to see Yiddish Kindelach fall into the materialistic, immoral world. It truly frightens us to witness with our own eyes how something created from a pure and holy source, such a cute Zeus boy, who once said the Aleph Beis and Shema Yisrael with such zest and joy, can turn into a seething, angry creature, full of venom and hatred. Indeed, we can all agree that watching the horrific transformation of someone whose true, essential existence comes from the pure source of goodness to the extent that now he conducts himself in the opposite manner really is frightening to all who witness it. And then let's go back to the story and see what happened. Hashem al Moshe. Hashem told Moshe, Shlach yodcha ve'ochaz biznavoi. Stretch out your hand and grasp its tail. Moshe Rabbeinu stretched out his hand, grasped it tightly, and it suddenly transformed back to a staff in his palm. Now, when we normally think about this miracle, it seems that the impressive sign was completed when the stick transformed into a snake. That was the wow factor. A stick turned into a snake. Whoa, amazing. And that would show the Jews that Moshe really did speak to Hashem. After all, he made a stick turn into a snake. But then after completing this amazing miracle, Hashem told Moshe to change the snake back into a stick, seemingly just so that way he'd have back his walking stick, and then he can go to the next gig and do the next trick. But of course, there's a much deeper lesson to be learned. After all, one might think that the transformation of something from the Eilam Habinyon, the world of building, to the Eilam Achorban, to the world of destruction, from the root of goodness to the root of evil, from the highest connection to holiness and purity, to actively pursuing perverse pleasures, is a permanent internal change that can never be reversed. And therefore, that is why Hashem commanded Moshe to reach out and grab the evil snake by its tail. Moshe grabbed it, Notice he wasn't frightened anymore, proving that he was never really afraid of the snake physically hurting him. And amazingly, after he grabbed the tail, it turned back into that beautiful, wonderful walking stick, that helpful stick that comes from the Olam Abinyan. It turned right back into that, right in the palm of his hand. With this heavenly sign, Hashem illustrated clearly that merely with the power of Moshe's holy embrace, he was able to return the object to once again become a positive force from the Olam Abinyan, the world of construction. And the lesson to us is clear. When you're dealing with someone that is really essentially good, even if it is thrown way down and it appears to be thoroughly corrupted and representing evil, it can revert back to its internal essence of pure goodness. And that is the miracle that we needed to see because that is what us Yidin are all about. Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that since, essentially, we come directly from the source of pure goodness, even if we find ourselves completely transformed into a state of impurity and spiritual corruption, we can always return, we can rejuvenate and reconnect to our pure source of holiness. But hey, why did Hashem tell Moshe to grab the snake specifically by the tail? Why not just grab it straight on? The Yayin Saref sharply explains, as only his brilliant mind can, 
when trying to transform someone who is snaking through earthly swamps, you must show that you understand who he is and prove that you love and accept him in spite of your full knowledge of his tail activities. And that is why the Torah wrote, Vayihi lamata bechapoi, and a return to being a mata in his grasp, from his grasp. Do you know what causes the transformation from evil back to the world of goodness? The incredible power of your embrace, because you hold of him. When you show someone, even in the dirt, I hold of you, I am embracing your tail activities. That is what transforms them back to being good. Your unconditional love and embrace, the fact that you show him that you hold of him, of who he is right now, and what he can become, is what will give him the inspiration and willpower to return to the world of good and will ultimately save him. And we can also learn another important insight. When Moshe witnessed his good, helpful walking stick transform into an evil, seething, slithering snake, he became frightened, just as many people become so frightened when they witness pure Yiddish kids fall away from the right path. But Hashem taught him a lesson. Hashem said, no, don't be frightened. You can't run away from the kids at risk issue. In fact, you must do the exact opposite. Go back to that scary situation. Find the child. And embrace him. You don't need to know what to say. No musr shmuz is necessary. No great words of wisdom to impart. The power of your embrace is all that he needs. That is exactly what Hashem did. When he saw Klal Yisrael worshipping idols, he lovingly declared, I love you, and embrace them. It is only by utilizing this method can we hope to return this snake to his level of glory, which is where he truly belonged all along. Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that no matter how bad someone is acting, you can always tap into his pure essence that has not been affected and return him to his place in the world of building, the Olam Habinyan. This applies to everyone, even 